Welcome to the Fat Girl Slim Podcast. I'm Gabby. And this is Amy. And we're identical twins who live up to the name Fat Girl Slim. And this week we're talking about Gabby's journey. Yeah, my, um, I guess my weight loss journey since we were both young. But I guess it's kind of like weight loss journey, weight gain Gain journey. (laughs) I think um, at least for like the start of this episode, obviously it's going to be very similar to what it is going to be for your episode, which will be next week. Because obviously we had the same childhood. Sure. So obviously we kind of struggled with the same issues. Um, So we might cover that twice, but anyway, that's fine. Um, I guess we, well, I mean, we weren't fat from when we were born. We were actually skinny minis. Well, it's because we were prem. Exactly. We were prem babies. We were underweight for the only time in our life. (laughs) The only time in our life. (laughs) So that obviously, but then again, I have heard that prem babies usually do tend to actually be overweight, I think. I think mum said it to us before. What a stitch up. I know, like, sort of out. Um, so yeah, obviously we became chubby over our childhood because there was a lot of drama and um, trauma and everything just gone into our childhood. And a way to get through it um, with our mum and stuff was food, and food was a huge crutch for us. And a- so we just used food to get us through those rough patches and rough times in our life instead of actually going you know into our shell and and like hiding who we are we kind of just embraced who we were but in doing that you know we just ate and relied on food so much i know for me even into my adult life you know, I've never actually known what it's like to feel full or satisfied when eating. So if I'd go to like a party or something and then, you know, have your fairy breads and your Cheerios and stuff, I would always just go overboard and I would make myself sick that night because I just ate too much. I just never knew what it was like to actually feel full. And, you know, I still struggle, well, not now, post-surgery, but you know, I did still struggle with that. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I decided to have surgery. Um, but, you know, even as a kid and feeling that way, it's it's kind of full circle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know that we could have made steps to diet and exercise. And we were getting encouraged by family um, to do that. But honestly, because... Um, we were going through you know really really hard times it wasn't a priority and and that is totally okay you know I think when people go through hard times especially when it's you know close family you know you just have to survive somehow and I'm really thankful of how we got through it and even though you know the the food addiction kind of kind of extended into you know adult life and everything I I wouldn't change it because you know we came we our family is stronger and and everything and I think that's way better than going to drugs or anything like that so yeah I guess our young age even even probably up till um, maybe like 11 and well, eleven and 12, once we kind of left primary school and everything, you kind of get into those teenage years where like image is everything, you know, and especially 
um, with like just even your friends, all of our friends were like on the smaller side. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we were always known as like um, the fat kids and everything. And then I think it started into like an unhealthy spiral of insecurity and also trying to deal with family drama and also just trying to live like a normal teenage life. And hormones. And, and hormones. Like throw that in the mix, like get your period and no. you're like trying to survive and understand how you go forward in life. And so food was that place it, for abso- both of us. Absolutely. And obviously, and then that just kind of continued all through um, intermediate and high school. Um, definitely I remember in high school being super, super self-conscious because uniforms are difficult, you know, when you wear a uniform and, yeah. and surprisingly the sizes that they had available were shocking. I can't believe, looking back now, yeah. I can't believe how small the sizes were. Yeah. Um, and it was so wrong and I used to hate trying to go uniform shopping um, and just not having anything that fit. I mean, mum made me some tops for school because they were all super tight and everything, and yeah. I didn't want to wear tight clothing. Do you remember clothing. having to sometimes get the men's uniform? Yeah. <clears throat> you know? So, you know, that was super embarrassing. Um, and, and it just made you feel terrible, more terrible than you already did with being an overweight teenager. Um, I was lucky enough that I guess we were both quite confident people that I mean we didn't we didn't get bullied um because I don't I think people learn to not fuck with us yeah I mean if you're gonna mess with us like mum said if they're gonna hit you you're gonna hit them harder and so we did the same with words yeah no totally do you know what I mean oh, like if absolutely. they're gonna call me a fatty I'm gonna go right back and I'm gonna be ruthless yeah so I mean luckily enough we didn't get bullied or anything like that um because well you I'm, didn't I got a little bit bullied yeah like you know like I used to walk into the class and there was this kid who I'd known for a long time, like many, many years of my childhood. And yeah. every time I'd walk in the room, he'd yell, whale ho! Like yeah. seeing a whale come and into the harbour. <laughs> like, isn't that horrendous? It's, it, it's terrible. But, you know, like you just kind of put up with it and you kind of get a thick skin when you're bigger as well, right? You kind of are just like, oh, yeah, it is what it is. I'm mm. fat. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously that happened I dropped out of school a year early because I just hated school because it wasn't because like I just wanted to work I wanted to earn money I wanted to work yeah and I think honestly that was I guess a turning point for me because I obviously got treated differently and stuff but I wasn't hugely insecure at school but as soon as I went into the workforce my insecurity about being overweight just spiked yeah and You'd think it would be the other way around. You'd think as as a teenager, you know, losing weight, putting on weight and everything, you know, not excessive amounts, probably five kilos here and there. Like, that's nothing these days. <laughs> but um, but when I went to work, that's when it was really bad. And, um, and it was really hard because... You would you'd put you'd lose weight and people would just tell you how much better you look. And then you'd put it back on because, you know, just That's diet. Life. <laughs> and then they'd come up to you and say, Uh, you need a new uniform shirt, it's too tight or Oh my gosh, you'd put it on or Oh, you looked so much better when you were smaller. Like it just baffles me that people think they can comment about yeah. things like and that. And the thing is is that I 
and that wasn't just once. No, like that happened this, to you multiple times. And it happened over the nearly 10 years that I was at my old workplace of people just commenting about it or feeling that they had feeling that they had the right to kind of talk to me about that. Um, and not everyone obviously did that. Um, but, you know, looking back when I was so worried about it, it just, it just really made my mental health so much worse about, um, my image. And that's, I think when my addiction to food heightened even more, because also I got diagnosed with epilepsy pretty much straight Mm. after I left school. You were like 16. Mm. And so I obviously had to go on medication And the medication they put me on um, made me gain 40 kilos in three months. Yeah. And I wasn't even really doing anything different. Um, And so I'd obviously put on a lot of weight and obviously very aware that I had. 100%. um, But, you know, don't need people to kind of tell me that I've done that. It's not their place to say anything. Exactly. And also the fact that because I was on on that medication, I couldn't lose the weight i could literally live off lettuce leaves and i would still gain weight and listen you had to prioritize your health and oh, it absolutely was, and the medication was so you wouldn't have seizures anymore mm. you know yeah. and so it was priorities and it was just one of those things mm. that impacted you tremendously but it just didn't help when people thought they had the right to discuss it with crazy. me crazy i still can't believe it so that um that that was re- really unhealthy mentally yeah Um, and so, you know, every time you have an issue or an injury or something like that, you go to the doctor and they just tell you it's because you're fat, you need to lose weight, right? Yeah. Um, and so obviously that went on for years. When I was about 20, I went to an appointment for something and the nurse that I'd seen suggested that I, that I should have bariatric surgery. Now she said that when I was 20. Yeah. Now, no way in hell was I ready to even consider not Not at 20. Not at 20. No. You know? Um, but I remember it, vi- like, vividly because I was like, I didn't think I was, like, that fat that I would need surgery. <laughs> no, because you always think, You always assume it's, you, like, 600-pound life totally, moment. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. So, I guess, I guess that was in the back of my brain for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I hit rock bottom after... On and off diets, obviously, for years. The one I probably committed to the longest and had success, Jenny Craig, I was on for a while. Yeah. I had a lot of success on that, but obviously it's you can't maintain it, no. so I put it all back on. And then Weight Watchers, I had success, but it did take me two years to lose not a huge amount of weight. Yeah. Um, and and I, that's like a really strong mental game. You oh, know what I mean? Oh. Like that is like constant like ebbs and flows of like, I'm doing amazing. Oh my gosh, I can't handle this. Like, yeah. I'm not losing any weight. I'm eating nothing. nothing. Like, how can I? And I'm not happy because the crutch that I have, yeah, is a, is the problem. Exactly. You know, and you can't socialize, and yeah, it's really restrictive. Yeah. So obviously, that you know, it is what it is. It happened, but then, I guess when I'd kind of come to terms with the fact that. I was never going to be, well, not, you know, never say never, (laughs) but like I was never going to get to where I wanted to, which was like a goal. Skinny. We were just skinny. Skinny. Um, So I I think, I think I just randomly thought about it 
and then actually started doing some research on it and was kind of like, you know what, maybe I just need to acknowledge the fact that maybe I should consider getting bariatric surgery because it was always off the table for me because I have a huge fear of vomiting and obvious and it's kind of known that you vomit quite a lot once well, you've had bariatric. It's one of those things. It's like operating on your stomach. It comes hand in hand. It, exactly. So it was never, it, it, honestly, I never thought I would do it just because of that. Yeah. But I kind of, I guess, took it by the balls and was like, Gabby, you just need to do this. Like, you know, maybe it will help you with your anxiety over it. And Sure. And am I willing to, you know, possibly vomit to lose weight and, yeah. you know. What sacrifices, what sacrifices am I willing to make? Yeah. Totally. So... Then I went to my doctor, said this is what I want to do. Doctor completely agreed, went to try go through the public health system. Um, now, COVID happened all in between that. So usually I don't think it's as long of a process, but like it was kind of like a two-year stint of like going, requesting yeah. to be a part of the program and then just having like a first meeting. That's it was thing. like a two year process. It wasn't even, there was nothing that really came out of it either. No, no. I learnt a couple things, but honestly, I'd already learnt that off the internet. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go into obviously an appointment. And it was kind of nice because everyone was big. Everyone kind of had the same problem and sure. we were all there for a reason, which yeah. is, you know, actually quite confronting because you're like, you know, you're one out of the like hundred people that are here and they're only going to allow a few people to have surgery. Exactly. There's a lot of people struggling with no, that. And, to- and honestly more, and there was people worse off than me. Of course. You know, so it was kind of like, how can I justify? Well, health, health comes into it, doesn't it, right? Absolutely. And you were actually perfectly healthy. Well, in some sense, yes. No, I didn't ha- I didn't have diabetes. No. You know, I didn't have any, cholesterol. any of that. So essentially I was probably too healthy for them and sure. probably not big enough for them. Sure. So that's why after like a long time and a terrible wedding dress shopping experience, I decided that I would try and go privately. Yeah. And once we found out that we could go privately and everything, it was probably maybe like a four month. It honestly wasn't even very long. Yeah, probably four months. And, and that was another, that was another lockdown in between. It was. Um, so it happened very quickly once I decided to pay the money. The for money, it. yeah. Um, but the, the lots of money. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, a lot. Um, but obviously, very scary. Oh my I gosh, was shitting bricks. Yeah, I remember being in once I'd got the appointments with the dietitians, you know, the counselor, all that kind of stuff. Once I had done that and I was in I was literally in my hospital room by myself keep in mind because we're still having COVID so I'm not allowed anyone there um by myself in the room watching my YouTube and just counting down and I was so nervous because and it wasn't even the pain it was that am I gonna vomit oh (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous so stupid um and it felt like it felt so long being in that hospital room, yeah. just waiting. But then looking at it from like where I am now, six months post op, it's like that. Fl- it's just flown by. Yeah. But it's the best decision that I've made for me. Yeah. Because I am. I'm currently fifty six kilos down. Yeah. And I couldn't have done it without surgery. Yeah. But I think the main thing is is that surgery is such a tool. It is not easy 
in any way, shape, or form. It's the hardest. It's the hardest diet. One hundred percent to do. One hundred percent is the hardest diet, yeah. and it's, I think especially somebody who's watched the entire process unfold. You know, we always assumed, oh, you know, surgery's easy, and you know, like you can't, you know, that you can't give them the glory because they haven't lost it themselves. I can tell you right now, anybody that's had surgery has worked their ass off for yeah. the results, yeah. and it's a whole lifestyle change. And I'm not saying that in the words of like, you need a lifestyle change. <laughs> yeah. I totally mean your life. It has changed from now forever yeah and you know it, it's a decision that cannot be taken lightly but as seeing somebody who you adore and love dearly go through the process and lose the weight and in turn personality has come out and confidence has come out mm. it's just so incredible i think it just showed me that well obviously i knew how unhappy i was but I still thought that I was me and I didn't ever really think my weight was holding me back too much because my life had been like that for so long. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I'd never, I'd never been, I'd never gotten to a point where I was like kind of happy with my body. So even if I'd lost like 20 kilos, I I was like, cool, I look better, but I'm still a fat piece of shit. So I'd never gotten to the point where I was kind of like feeling myself and like, oh, I can actually get clothes off the rack and stuff because even when I'd lost weight before yeah i was still in the plus size section and i think that's what it comes down to you know like gabby you were overweight you know you were but nobody ever looked at you and thought damn you're so fat and ugly like it was never like that but it society makes you feel that way because nothing ever caters for you yeah like nothing in the clothing stores cater nothing in the restaurants friggin cater you know, like you're having to slide in a bench and move the table and you just feel horrible because you're like, the world isn't fit for me. Yeah. You know? Oh, and, but, and like what I've found is that I'm forgetting what it was like. Yeah. And the struggle to put the shoes on once the jeans are on. Oh man. You know, like I've kind of forgotten what that's like, which is crazy because I dealt with it for like so, so many years. It's just trauma. It's just trauma. You just forget about it. I know. But I guess I guess I'm lucky now in the regard obviously I've lost weight and I'm super happy about that and how I've succeeded. But you know, I think it's also having people in your life that it doesn't matter to them. Like even as like an, a work environment, say. Yeah. My old workplace, I used to feel very judged by that. Because yeah. people made it clear. Very they clear. literally told me. But in my like newish workplace, even when I was bigger, they never treated me any different. Yeah. And now they don't treat me any different. Yeah. And obviously I've never had people in my life, like my friends and stuff that do because they're my friends for a reason. They don't look at things like that. And they're similar to me with aspects of, they just love me for me, not what I look like or whatever. But I think it's important to surround yourself with people like that. God, and yeah. And put yourself in good, like, say, work environments and stuff because it it really damaged my self-confidence when I was at my previous workplace. And, and that's exactly it, Gabs. You know, like, I've worked in enough different environments to know the levels of what's acceptable and what's not. And I can tell you there are so many 
different people that you will come across in your career that feel that they, they can tell you anything. Yeah. And they'll tell you that they're struggling with their weight and they've been, you know, doing this diet. Why can't you do that diet? That's how she lost five kilos. Why can't you do it? Oh, you lost five kilos? Yeah, I need to lose 50. Yeah. So try and take on a diet like that. Oh, totally. It's just you will always come into contact with people who have always got something to say. Mm. And I think that's part of why it's so difficult and, you know, in workplaces that I find especially mm. because people have these really strong opinions and also, when nobody's ever dealt with weight issues before. Oh, totally. And, and I guess, and also I think maybe because of our personalities and we've never kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're always confident like we're confident in our personalities That's and right. because of that maybe people feel like they can say that yeah. which is absolutely incorrect yeah it's not true no it's you know people <clears throat> excuse me people will say the most confident and the most happy people are often the most sad mm. and i like i i have not heard truer things mm. you know like we put the face on i'll smile and i'll wave till the cows come home mm. that doesn't mean the inside smiling no oh, i'm totally you know and i think people Part of this, you know, people need to be aware of that. You yeah. bring awareness to the fact that you shouldn't comment on anybody's weight irrelevant of their size. Even if they're too skinny, too tall, well, too short. Just shut exactly, up. Yeah. No, they have no right. And I think I think a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that. I know of people that got too skinny and they used to say like, oh, you looked better fat and stuff. It's just yeah. as bad. It's shocking. Nobody is ever happy. No. Never. No. And I think, like, it makes it that, yes, it's a part of your journey and, you know, you are stronger for it and everything. It's still hard. And no doubt I will still have those struggles. You still do. Yeah. Like, I would kill a bitch, literally murder something. I'm just joking. But, you know, I would do a lot to be at your size right now, you know, because, like, I think you look incredible. And not for the lack of trying. I'm, oh, yeah. But I'm just saying. And, you know, it's one of those things where Gabby will be like to me, oh, I just don't know. I did the shirt. And I'm like, can you shut up? Yeah. You know, like, and you just forget. But everyone is going to have, yeah. you know, those issues. Those, yeah. Even supermodels. Oh, no, oh, even okay. supermodels, mama. And I'm one of them. Of course and you even I, And I have those issues. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it obviously makes us stronger. But the the struggle within, I think, we'll always have. And especially if you've been bigger. Because... You will always. Like, I still think of myself as a fatty. Yeah, but that's body dysmorphia, Gabby. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother kettle of fish. Right. We have a friend who's lost a lot of weight. She didn't go through surgery. She's worked her ass off for years to get there, and she yeah. looks incredible. Yeah. But she still sees this fatty. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where you're looking, girl. Yeah. But she honestly does. Yeah. And it's something that just doesn't go away. Mm. And you know, this friend is really old. And no, I'm just kidding. She's not really old. She'll find that funny. But, um, you know. Even in her more, you know, mature age, you know, toward the end of her 20s into her early 30s, she just still can't see it. I think yeah. it's with you forever. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I think mostly is when you meet new people, you still see yourself as a fatty. They don't because they've never seen you big. That's right. So, like, you know, it's, it's just like it's a, a different image of yourself. It's just, you know, it's just... Trauma. Mm. I'm serious. It honestly is trauma. No, I, know. I know it is. It sticks with you. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, as a brief journey, obviously, not going into crazy detail because we'll be here literally hours. Um, but that's kind of where I've been, where I'm at now. Um, still losing weight, which is awesome. Um, it still struggles day to day. Um, vomiting and all. Yeah. But it is 100% worth it. And it's not for everybody. You know, I've been incredibly lucky. Uh, I've stuck to the rules and I think that's why I've had great success. Um, but, but yeah, I, I wouldn't change it for a thing. It's definitely something I needed to do. And yeah, I am, I'm not a completely different person. I'm still me and everything, but I guess I'm just more, I'm more confident and. Yeah, I think you're like softer as well, actually. Like you're not so like like cutty I know that sounds stupid but like you were quite quick to snap mm. but that's just because you're increasingly frustrated with how you feel and oh, I get it mm. and you're not like that anymore yeah. which is a real joy you yeah, know yeah. Um, it just changes you're still Gabby yeah yeah but there are just little changes that have happened because of the weight loss which is awesome yeah Um. so yeah I think we'll wrap it up there obviously next week we'll kind of talk about Amy's and Amy's still struggling um at the moment with... are you gonna bring your tissues because you better it's a sad sad it's not story. a sad story. i'm just kidding it's not um and obviously we'll kind of discuss that and and yeah we just thank you for listening and we hope that maybe you've related to us in some way totally i, mean, I think probably you know there are a lot of people out there that actually you know have faced similar issues and for sure and everything absolutely um so yeah thank you and uh we will catch you on the next episode See you later. Bye. Bye.